Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Today, I'm talking with Abby Herman of Right Solutions about creating a process for content creation in your business. We're going to talk a little bit about why you need a process for content creation, how you can create one that works for you, and how you can find the right content for your audience. Abby talks about some great information that you can put into place today to plan your content in advance so that you're never worried about doing things at the last minute and so that you can really dig into what your audience needs and what you want to share with them. Abby is a content strategist and content coach for small business owners, helping to get her clients written message out to their audience in their own voice and on their own terms. She specializes in working with female-owned, service-based businesses to generate ideas and strategies that help to move their businesses forward with content that attracts the perfect clients. Abby firmly believes in the power of educating and empowering business owners so they can grow their businesses without breaking the bank. Community over competition is truly her jam. There is a lot of great information that you can put into place today in your business, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Abby. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I will. I have read your official bio at the top of the show, but why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and what you do? Okay, so I am Abby Herman, (laughs) and my company is um, Write Solutions. I am a content strategist, content coach, and copywriter for uh, small business owners, and essentially, I help business owners to identify the content um, that they need to gain more visibility in their business so that they can move forward and grow, and a lot of what I do includes like generating ideas and looking at numbers at what's actually um, converting and and, uh, you know, making progress for the business owner um, and then creating a cohesive approach to content in general. So making sure everything kind of works together. And I'm uh, from Phoenix. So I am um, currently on West Coast time. Arizona is one of those uh, very few bizarre areas where I've I'm seriously time zone deficient because half the year we're on Pacific time and half the year we're on mountain time. So um, I'm kind of a mess with my schedule when the times change. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get started helping people with their content? Um, so I was an elementary school teacher for about for 13 years and, um, I'm also a single mom. And so, you know, there came a point where we were on a salary freeze. Um, the school district was on a salary freeze and I needed to make some extra money and, um, needed to do it from home because I didn't want to have to put my daughter in daycare, you know, even more and be away from her even more than I already was. So I started exploring online opportunities. And I happened to notice that the company that um, 
that developed my school district's uh, website hired stay-at-home moms and everybody worked from home. And so it's kind of a long story how it all transpired, but I contacted them and eventually started working for them part-time in the evenings, weekends, and then on school breaks. And as I was working with that company, the the owner and some of the people that I had direct contact with were so helpful and taught me so much about just the online space and writing good copy and um, that it, I finally decided, you know what, I, I can do this full time. I can, I can make this work. Um, and that was about four years ago when I um, quit teaching full time um, and, and just started growing my business um, full time. And uh, I guess I should note, too, that my bachelor's degree is actually in public relations. So I did that for about five years prior to teaching. So um, this is career number three for me. (laughs) So you've done a lot. I have. Yes, I have. (laughs) I've been around the block a few times. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people in creative businesses have done a lot of different things trying to figure out where they fit and what's you know, really is their calling. I think I I agree. And I think that that's because at least for me, like I graduated from college in 1995 and, you know, this online space wasn't a thing then. And so I had no idea that Facebook groups were around even a couple years into running my business full time. I had no idea that there was this community, this online community and that I could find clients there and that I could meet people who actually understood what I did for a living. I think that, you know, at least for me, um, I knew I was going to go to college. I knew that I was going to go the traditional route, even though there's some entrepreneurship in my family. Um, But yeah, I think that we all just are trying to creatives. We're trying to find our place, you know, um, where we can be understood. And until we discover um, some of the communities that are out there, I think it's really hard for us to take that leap. And um, at least for me, I know not for everyone, but for me, it was it was a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember when I started my business, I didn't realize online businesses and these communities were a thing either. So it was a real learning experience for me to even learn that this was something I could do as opposed to either starting like a physical business or working for somebody else. Right. Yeah. My friends, my in real life, you know, in Phoenix friends uh, think it's odd that I mean, I sit around in my pajama bottoms all day. I'll do my hair and makeup and wear pajama (laughs) bottoms because I can because I'm working out of my house. Um, Yeah. But it's I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world at this point. Yeah. So today we're talking about creating a process for content creation which is what you help a lot of small business owners with. So why do small business owners need a process to help them create content? Um, Time, honestly. Uh, If you think about how much time you spend creating content within your business um, without a process or a system or a workflow, uh, it really becomes very um, inefficient. 
and um, having a process, having having a system, a way that you create content and get it out there to the world saves so much time um, because you can batch create, because you can, I like to theme um, content uh, for myself and for my clients uh, to help the ideas flow a little bit better and just save time and just be much more cohesive you know when you're sending out when you're flying by the seat of your pants you're kind of just creating content for the sake of creating content with no real strategy with no real plan without even knowing if it's doing the job you want it to do but when you have a process and a strategy and a system um, you can be very intentional with the content you're putting out to your audience um, and attract new people to your audience too Yeah. And I have noticed that when I am trying to write a newsletter at the last minute or a blog post, it's just, I'm trying to get something out because that's what I'm supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. it's not something that I enjoy or feel like is necessarily the best thing for my audience. Yeah, exactly. And I'm totally, you know, I I talk about um, batch creating and getting three months ahead on your content. And, you know, it's not always the reality for me, it's not always a reality for other people either, but when you are able to do that and able to create content around themes that you know your audience needs, um, you're much more valuable to them. They, you know, come to know, like, and trust you even more than they already do. And they're getting value out of it, which means they're much more likely to come back and then buy from you too. So what types of content do you focus on when you're batch creating? Well, it depends. (laughs) As always, uh, with anything in business, it totally depends on the business, um, the business owner. It depends on their audience. It depends on what, um, like where they're most comfortable so when I work with a client, we figure out you know, we figure out their content centerpiece, which is the place where they are most comfortable creating content. It's the place where they go first when they are um, when they want to share content with their audience, um, and so and then we kind of build around that in a theme, basically. So thinking about what they have coming up in the future. Are are there launches coming up? Are there things that their audience needs to know? And then building the content around that centerpiece and then breadcrumbing it out to the whatever's coming up in the future. Um, And like, you know, it could include um, topics and outlines for YouTube videos. It could include blog posts. It could include uh, what they should be Facebook living on their, in their group or on their Facebook page. It could be Instagram and stories. It just depends on where they are, where their audience is and what they have coming up. So it sounds like you are helping people create content pretty much everywhere that they need it so that everything is consistent. It's not like they're only working on a blog consistently, but everything else is sort of here and there. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I don't actually, so I do create content, but I don't, obviously I'm not doing YouTube videos for uh, my audience or helping them with editing. I give them the ideas and the tools that they need to uh, create that content. So, and, and I do, you know, some of the written content for websites and blogs and things like that. Um, but a lot of it is too, the engagement. So when I say um, Insta stories and Instagram and Facebook lives, that's 
I give them the, the ideas and the outlines that they need to create that content. And then they obviously go create it themselves because they need to engage. You know, if you want content to work and if you want it to be successful, you have to engage with your audience in those places also. So that means, you know, creating the content for, um, for a Facebook post and then going back and checking it and making sure, you know, making sure you're responding to people, um, looking at the back end of your blog and responding, responding to comments. If you have those turned on, um, engaging with other influencers, things like that. So we talk about all of that when we develop a strategy. So it's a lot more than just writing something and just putting it out into the world and letting it go. There's a lot of follow-up and making sure that you're being a part of the conversation. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So how can listeners start creating a process that works for them? when they're starting to think about creating content? Well, so the first thing, probably the most important step is to um, ask their audience what they need and want. Um, and that could be in the form of a survey that you send out to clients or former clients, or even people who you really want to work with. Um, it could be asking in a Facebook group, you know, creating a poll. Um, it could be just having conversations and coffee chats with people where you, who are your ideal audience, where you, you know, talk to them and find out what it is they need. And then really paying attention to what they're saying to you and also what they're not saying. So what are the pieces? So, um, one of the things I do when I uh, work with clients is I send out a questionnaire um, before our first meeting. And a lot of the questions, some of the questions I ask are pretty open-ended purposely because I want to see what are they, what are they telling me and what are they not telling me um, to help that helps me to kind of guide them to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. So paying attention is so important. Um, you need to know what they want to know and what they, and then also what they need to know to be able to work with you efficiently um, that's definitely the first, the very first step before you do anything else. And then identifying what that content centerpiece is and kind of building from there. Okay. So do you have any advice on figuring out what your content centerpiece should be for somebody who isn't quite sure either where they enjoy creating content or where their audience is? Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously you need um, SEO for your website, right? I, I usually recommend if they're not sure, I usually recommend starting with a blog because it lives on your website. It is a great tool to educate your audience. It's, um, you know, something that you can link to. Uh, when people ask you questions, you can send them links to your blog and drive traffic to your blog that way. Um, if you are just not a writer though. <laughs> so some people are just, they just, it's just not their thing. Um, you know, they get paralyzed by that, uh, the blank, the blinking cursor in their word document. You know, <laughs> if you are just not a writer, then YouTube is also a good place to get SEO um, because you can take that video and embed it into your website um, and include like an outline of what you talk about um, to get added SEO. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I 
but of course I'm a writer. So I always, <laughs> I always go back to the blog. I started a YouTube channel a few months ago, earlier this year. And uh, uh, it's actually, I didn't think I was going to like it, but it's become a lot of fun. And I think it's a great way to, for people to be able to see like, so I, I think I'm still a little stiff on the videos. Um, I'm getting to, I'm relaxing a little bit more on camera, but it's such a good place for people to see you, uh, to see your personality um, through a YouTube video or Facebook lives or um, whatever. So I encourage people to give it a try too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started on Insta stories. That's where I started um, getting in front of the camera because I decided I could be a dork there and it was okay because it was just going to go away in 24 hours anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still on there and I have fun with Insta stories and then I do more, um, much more uh, um, strategic content in, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I love that you mentioned that even if you have a YouTube channel, you should embed the video on your website and create the outline because that's going to give you the SEO mm -hmm. that if you're not writing a blog, you're not getting it there, but you need to have, you know, content that's being updated consistently, that is using your keywords, that's communicating to your audience. And your website is the place where that sort of is, you're going to be found on your website first. Yes, absolutely. And it establishes, so when people, um, when people start looking at your website, uh, because they want to hire you or because they're interested in what you do or whatever, um, having content, whether it's video or actually a written blog, having that information on your website builds authority for you because it shows that you know what you're talking about, um, that you are consistent, you've been in business for, you know, X amount of time, however long, you know, you've been blogging, you've been in business at least that long, um, and that you show up. So yeah, you need to have something on your website to show that you exist and you continue to do business. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like, so I, I know that everybody has their own opinion. I like to have um, dated blogs because it really does show that consistency. Like, oh my gosh, they're showing up every week, every seven days, I see a blog on there. Um, when, and especially in the online space, um, technology goes out of you know, out of style, it changes so quickly that having dated content um, shows your audience or whoever happens to land on your blog post when it was published so they know that it's still current or, you know, like when I'm doing research for a client or for myself, if I see anything older than like three years, I'm not going to pay attention to it because it's probably outdated. If I see a blog post that doesn't have a date on it, Eh, I probably will ignore it because I don't know how long it's been around. Um, I like, you know, dates. It shows that consistency. Yeah. And I, I think that's especially important if you're doing a tutorial on something that's going to change. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because you're right that everything changes so quickly. You could write it one week and the next week it, you couldn't actually follow it to get what you wanted to do. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you can even tell, like I've seen Facebook tutorials and I look at it and I'm like, mm, that's not what it looks like anymore. <laughs> Scratch that article. Yeah. <laughs> so once someone figures out, you know, the place that they want to create content, how do they go about planning that out and 
getting it set up so that they're not writing or creating at the last minute? Uh, so my biggest tip for this is to set aside time in your calendar and set up some accountability time. So uh, one of the things I love to do is have, I call them CEO dates, and I work with um, with clients and even with non-clients. We hop on a 90-minute call, um, kind of like a coffee chat, but like an online coffee chat, but it's really just a virtual co-working session. We, at the very beginning of the call, we state our intentions for the call. Like I'm going to work, I'm going to finish two blog posts and an email during this call. Um, and then at the end of the call, we say, you know, what we actually accomplished. And it keeps, keeps me off of, for me, it keeps me off of Facebook, keep, keeps me from getting up and working on my laundry or getting a snack every <laughs> five minutes or, you know, whatever I decide I quote unquote have to do. Um, but yeah, accountability is huge, especially if it, especially if it's, you know, um, if you have trouble, like holding yourself accountable, if, you have, if you're having trouble getting it done. Um, I also like, um, batch creating. So when you sit down to work on a blog post or a, um, an email create. So because, so just backing up. So I said, I like to kind of theme content. So, um, for example, um, at the time of this recording, I'm talking all about email marketing and using it as part of your content strategy. And so everything I'm publishing right now relates to email marketing and using it as part of your content strategy. <laughs> so, so I can sit down and, you know, I wrote my blog post. I wrote my two blog posts for the week. I wrote my, all of my social posts um, and my weekly email all at the same time. Um, and I even outlined my YouTube videos for this week at this, all at the same time so that the content that I put out there is consistently on theme and I'm not repeating the same content over multiple uh, platforms. So I, um, one of my, well, this doesn't exactly answer the question, but I'm going to say it because it's kind of <laughs> one of my, kind of one of my pet peeves. Um, it's really important that you um, create value for every platform that you are sharing information on. So, and, and it's new value. So that means that when I write my blog post, um, my YouTube video should not be just a regurgitation of me reading my blog post or hitting the exact same points. I need to provide new value. And then when I write my email um, for the week, it needs to not be copied and pasted from my blog. It should be new value, a personal story, um, a tip that I want to expand on in the email. Um, so it might be a tip that I included in my blog, but I expanded on it uh, in my email um, and included new value. So you always want to have new value wherever you go. Um, and that sounds like a lot of work and a lot of time. And it is until you get into a rhythm of doing that. Um, and then you just save so much time by doing it all at once. Um, or you can sit down and write all of your blog posts for the month at one time or over the course of a couple of days because you've got time blocked out on your calendar. Um, so I forget what the original question was. <laughs> but um, I think we were talking, I was talking about accountability and yeah. yeah, just making sure that you have the time 
in your calendar and then batch create things. Um, and it saves so much time. And like, I will be the first to admit, I don't always do that. I do not always batch create. Sometimes I forget to write a piece. And at the last minute, I'm like, oh crap, I have to send that out tomorrow. Um, and so I'll have to, you know, create something or edit a video at the last minute or something. Um, but um, the more you batch create, the more you put space in your calendar, you save so much time in the long run and it opens up space on your calendar to be creative and to do other, do the things that you love to do, um, which might not be create content. Right. <laughs> you might, you might do, you know, you might be a designer, you might be, a uh, making products or whatever. Um, and so if content's not your thing, get some accountability and, and, uh, sit down and get it done. <laughs> yeah. I have done a couple of the co-working dates and I really like them because it's like you're sitting in an office where everybody can sort of peer over your little cubicle and see what you're doing, uh-huh. which we don't get when we're sitting in our house by ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to do your makeup for it. You don't have to look pretty because I mean, reality is that, you know, we work as we are in our home offices most right. of the time, right? I mean, if I don't have any client meetings at all, I probably, eh, I might put on makeup, but I'm not going to do my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of, and it gives you a little bit more of a sense of community that we miss out on when you're not in an office space working as well. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, even introverts. So I'm, I'm pretty introverted. Um, I really like to have that human connection too. It's one of the things I love about working one-on-one with clients is that human connection. Um, you know, my daughter, she'll be 15 by the time this, you know, by the time this airs and, you know, she's in high school, she's gone all day. You know, like it's me and my dogs and my cat (laughs) at home all day. (laughs) I like being able to see a human face. (laughs) Yep. I know what you mean. (laughs) So you talked about themed content and went over how to do that. Do you find that when you're talking about a theme sort of on every platform for a certain amount of time, is that more beneficial to your audience than sort of sprinkling that in with other content? I think it is because if you have the right people in your audience who start to pay attention, um, you know, obviously it's not going to, excuse me, it's not going to apply to everyone um, all the time and that's okay. The right people will notice. Um, I do, I try to do a lot of um, like scaffolding. So I start So let's say I'm talking about something during, you know, the month of October. So at the beginning of October, I'll start at kind of like almost a basic level and then kind of work my way up to making it a little bit more difficult as time goes on. So it's all like scaffolded. So you're building on what you've already created content around. Um, So someone could almost follow along. Um, It's almost like, you know, a how-to following along. I don't, it it doesn't always turn out that way, but sometimes it does. And and I think that that's helpful, you know, to give them that instructional piece um, so that they can learn about, you know, finding your voice or creating a strategy or, you know, tips for blogging and, you know, how to create effective blogs or whatever it happens to be. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I feel like I jump all over the place, but it would probably be beneficial to pick one topic and sort of get really in depth on that over a certain number, like a certain number of weeks and just have that there for reference in the future so that I am not trying to cover every topic all the time. Well, yeah, and they, it really helps you get focused within your business and with your business goals, too. So if you have, you know, an area of your business, maybe you have a new service that you're offering. Um, so to build awareness around that service, you start to push out content, um, you know, maybe a month or six weeks um, ahead of launching that service. So you're building awareness and giving your audience what they need to know in order to work with you, you know, through that service or on that service. So, um, it, for me, it really helps with the clarity overall in my business and what I want to accomplish. Um, and then really targets people to make that purchase or to go the direction that I want them to go. Obviously the right people, you know, the people who are ready for that will, you know, purchase what, you know, what I need them to, or what I want them to, where I want to focus in my business for right now. Um, because otherwise I'm the same way. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I, I need to have that focus. And it, it, to me, it helps so much. And it's helped, you know, my clients to really hone in on certain areas of their business. So how do we um, create, like, how do we figure out what it is that our audience needs from us to either communicate before they might work with us or purchase um, or that they're trying to learn from us so that we can create content around that? Uh, that's just going back to asking them, to talking to them and, and sending them a survey and, you know, paying attention to what's what's going on around um, your business and, you know, some of the things that you're seeing in the online space. But really talking to them and asking them is so important. Um, and, and one of the things I found really helpful, too, is looking at where my new clients are. So... Clients that are coming into uh, work with me, whether it's through blogging or website content or strategy, I look at, you know, where they are right now and what questions they're asking, because to me, that's really telling too. So, you know, if they're asking me a question that I, and I think, well, I don't think I communicated that well enough. I better, you know, put that on my calendar, then I need to start talking about that more so that the clients are more prepared and they come in already one step ahead of, you know, where this particular client is. Um, Cause I just like, honestly, I just want them to learn and I want them, I want to be successful and I want them to be success successful too. Um, so, and if I'm doing my job right, they will be successful. Right. And I really like the idea of figuring out which questions you, you know, might not have covered as well as you could have and creating content around that because the more prepared they are when they start working with you, the easier the process is and the more in depth you can go um, in that time you have to work with them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because if all of my clients knew what I meant by going on Pinterest and finding images to go on their mood board before we started working, I wouldn't have to take the time to explain and then sort through everything 
as much as I do now that I could be putting that towards the more custom design work that we might be doing. Yes, exactly. I, yeah, uh, that's a great example too, <laughs> because I actually worked with a personal stylist who was amazing, but she asked me to go on Pinterest and I, I do not use Pinterest well at all. <laughs> and um, so she told me to go on Pinterest and I like, I literally ignored her email because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And she had to, you know, message me back again and say, Hey, you know, I sent you a message on Pinterest. I'm like, well, I don't know how to look at that. <laughs> I don't know how to figure that out. So she had to walk me through that. But if there had been a tutorial, a video of how to actually, first of all, access my messages there and how to build the, um, the Pinterest board that she wanted me to build, um, that would have saved both of us time. So yeah, and, and any kind of tutorials that you can offer, because then you can even just send it to them right off the bat as part of your um, onboarding process. Just send them a link to a tutorial video saying, this is, this is what I need you to do. And this is how to do it. Um, Cause yeah, I would have, no, I had no clue. <laughs> right. And then if they know how to use Pinterest, you, they can just ignore your video. They don't need to right. have you explain it. If you, you know, if they know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing with Pinterest. <laughs> It's on my list for someday, maybe first quarter of next year. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a great way to get these themes is to brainstorm sort of those early steps in the process, the things that people need to know before they come in to work with you and just take some time to talk about each one of those pretty in depth so that they could go through all of that and be ready to go right off the bat. Yes, exactly. And one of the things that I do with my initial session with clients is if they don't, if they haven't done this already is we do, um, I call them zones of genius, where we literally sit down and figure out what their categories should be on their blog, whether they have, you know, if they, if they have 18 categories on their blog, we definitely have to do it because 18 is way too many. <laughs> um, and if they are just struggling with what to write about, we go through an exercise where we figure out what their zones of genius are and then come up, we kind of build out topics from there. And then we take those topics and we theme them out so that we can address what's coming up in their, um, in their business. And like I said, breadcrumb the information out to get their audience to where they want them to be. Um, so yeah. And yeah, but figuring out where you, where you need to create content. And I said blog, but like you can do that for any, um, any content centerpiece that you have. You could do that for your YouTube videos. You could do that for, you know, even your emails. If you, if you're really, um, good at email marketing or you really want to send a lot of emails, um, you could do, you could do it for anything. I just say blog cause that's always my mental default in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the blog categories has been a struggle for me. Yeah. It's just, it's a matter of figuring out what are the five or six things that you really want to address with your audience and kind of, you know, come up with the overarching ideas. And then I usually recommend, depending on the business and the brand, I usually will recommend having a personal 
um, category two, where you kind of write about yourself and your own experiences in business and have that kind of be separate from the rest of your, like, it's still part of your blog, but it's, it's a separate category, um, where you talk about, you know, your own experiences within your business. Um, and you know, you might have a little bit of category overlap there, but I think that that just gives more of a, um, personal, you know, twist to your business, especially if you're working one-on-one with clients, they want to know you and they want to know your personality and who you are. Um, So I just think that's so important to add that. I mean, obviously you're not going to, you know, air the dirty laundry there, but um, you could talk about struggles and, you know, lessons that you've learned and um, tips and things like that, that relate to you. Um, I've written about my daughter. I've written about some of my hobbies in my blog. Um, just because it's part of my life, you know, um, and all of them, you know, everything in my personal life affects my business because it's me, right? <laughs> it's just me. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think at least for me, those are some of my favorite posts to read from people is mm-hmm. sort of the behind the scenes, the personal stuff. It reminds you that you're not the only one going through struggles, that everything is not picture perfect all the time. It's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's so true, though. Like, you know, the they talk about, um, you know, Pinterest moms and, you know, the Instagram life. And, you know, my life is not like that. So um, as much as I would like to pretend like it is, I've had my fair share of struggles and challenges and wins and great things, too. But, um, yeah, it helps to keep it real because and I think it's especially important that, people new to this online space know that um, because I think there's too many, I made $10,000 while I was sleeping last night and, you know, I'm going off on this exotic um, mastermind, you know, vacation and it's just not reality for a lot of us. Right. So, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that either. So I like, you know, being in my pajamas in my little house and my, my dirty floor. Well, not the, (laughs) not the dirty floor part, but (laughs) the dirty sink. I don't mind the dirty sink so much. (laughs) I have three animals. What can I say? (laughs) So do you have any other tips for creating consistent content or anything you wanted to cover that I didn't ask about? Um, honestly, you just really have to be able to hold yourself accountable. And, um, and if you can't, and if you really, if it's just really not something you want to do, um, obviously there's copywriters out there. There's people out there who will help you with your videos. There are um, people who help with, um, social media management. I mean, you know, for me personally, when I, um, it took me a little while to get there, but when I, Um, made a financial investment in my business, my business took off. Um, So it's okay to say, this is not my thing and I don't want to do this anymore and to um, allow somebody else to do it for you. Um, I have a virtual assistant who, so I create all the content and then she posts it for me. And she's the reason why I have been able to create as much content as I can create right now. So, I mean, I blog twice a week and I push out two videos a week and I have, you know, lots of social content out there too. She's the one scheduling it all, not me (laughs) because, because I hate to do it. (laughs) So I'm like, this is not something I want to do. And, um, 
I put it off and I'm able to be much more consistent now that I hired her. So um, yeah, accountability, blocking off time and hiring it out if you just can't do it. Yeah. But consistency and and by the way too, like consistency, that doesn't mean that you have to publish two blogs a week. It doesn't mean that you have to publish a blog every week. It means you figure out what works for you and your schedule and you do that. So maybe it's once a month, maybe it's twice a month, figure out what works for you, develop a rhythm and a system to get the content out there and then grow from there. Um, you don't have to be in all the places and you don't have to do everything that you see your, you know, quote unquote competition doing. You do what works for you um, and then grow because you're going to, you'll make yourself completely crazy if you try to, you know, keep up with the Joneses and um, do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And from a website perspective, I help people with SEO. It's, more important to have consistent updates and really valuable information mm -hmm. instead of, you know, those really short posts that you're just trying to get something out into the world. Yes. Yeah. Take your time and, and make sure it's quality. And then of course, share it. <laughs> You've got to <laughs> share it. Don't just put it on your blog and expect people to show up there. You need to share it all over the place and then share it again and then share it again because, um, Otherwise, people aren't people won't find your content. You need right. to get yourself out there. So, yeah, good advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to wrap up with some questions that I ask everybody. Um, the first one is: How has serving your clients well? Um, have you how have you seen that be important in your business? Uh, well, obviously, when you serve them well, it, it your business grows. You get you you know you get the talked about in a good way <laughs> and your business grows. Um, but more importantly for me, I think is um, I want to, I, I genuinely want to help people. When I first started full time, I had no idea what I was doing. I had been working in my business for six years part time, but when I left my full time job, I had no idea what, what I was doing. And I I wish that there was like this owner's manual for, for how to run a business. And I'm sure there's one out there um, now, but um, like, I just, it, it makes me happy to see the relief um, in somebody else or to hear how relieved they are that they're getting the help that they need and that their business is moving forward or that I've taken this big load off of them. So to me, it's, you know, making an impact and, and really, helping. Um, and a lot of times I just make a lot of times they're not my client and I will jump on the phone with someone and, you know, give them some, um, feedback on whatever it is they're doing or trying to do. Um, because that's just, you know, the whole community aspect is so important to me. Um, even my little introverted self. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life or both. Okay, so one thing is, uh, so we're recording this in June. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. But uh, just this week, uh, Todd Herman's, uh, no relation, but Todd Herman's 90-day year came out and I hit go on it. It's been something I've been watching for a while and um, looking at, and it opens only open until like for five days, the cards only open for five days. And I jumped on it the first day. 
um, which was actually quite a big investment for me. But I have listened to, so a couple of the modules were, were um, available right away. So I've started listening to them and I am in awe. Like I just, you know, it's going to be really scary because we have to like, you know, write down all the numbers and do all this deep dive stuff in the first two modules. And I know already that there's questions that I don't want to answer about myself and about my business, but it's going to be so good for me. I'm super excited about it. Um, I am already a huge fan of his and yeah, huge. Um, so that's one thing. That's a business thing. And um, personal, so this is a guilty pleasure. So um, I've been watching Orange is the New Black. Like I'm binge, well, I'm not really binge watching because I don't have time to do that, but I've been watching the latest season and I love it. Um, I love that show. I, you know, like I find a couple of shows. I don't have regular TV. I only have Netflix and Hulu. And so I just pick something that the whole season is, is, you know, available on and I'll just watch it. So that's what I'm watching right now. Okay. <laughs> I watched the first couple seasons of Orange is the New Black and it, it I just couldn't keep going with that one. <laughs> I, I also put my daughter and I, she does not watch that with me because obviously not appropriate, but um, <laughs> even though she's 15, almost 15, not appropriate. Um, but she and I usually will find a show to binge watch together. So we're watching Scandal um, from the very beginning. And we've also watched um, Once Upon a Time, which is a really cool, like, um, twisted fairy tale mm -hmm. type, type uh, show. So it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in my family watches Once Upon a Time. I'll get texts from my mom and be like, did you see this? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so... All right. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? So right now, um, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm a little in limbo because I joined 90 Day Gear. And so I'm not sure like what I'm going to um, tweak and change in my business. I have a couple of things in mind already. But one of the things that I am 98% sure I'm going to do is... Um, in the spring, I offered a program called Race to Summer Break to help people get consistent on their content and get their content written for summertime. So when their kids are home during summer or when they decide they're going to go on vacation, they don't have to worry about uh, creating content because it'll, it'll already be done. So I'm going to launch that again in September. Um, for the holidays, because the holidays are always a really tough time to um, get content, get our, you know, consistent content, because we're, you know, Thanksgiving, and then everybody's gearing up for, you know, Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah and all of that, and people are out of town. And so, so yeah, so I'm going to launch that again in September. And then beyond that, um, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and usually like, I am a planner. I like to be planning. Um, so it's hard for me, but I'm like forcing myself to not plan too much for um, third and fourth quarter right now, um, just because I want to get through this program and see where it takes me. Yeah, I think sometimes we have to do that. We just have to take some time to step back and see what we need to change maybe for the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. And then the final question, where can people find you online? 
so my website is abbymherman.com. There's an M in there because somebody stole abbyherman.com. <laughs> um, and then all of my social handles are also Abby M. Herman, except for um, my Facebook page is Abby M. Herman with a number one at the end because... Abby M. Herman, I don't know what was up, but that was not available. <laughs> so I had to add a one. Yeah, people like to steal those, I think. I know. <laughs> I don't have that problem with Lemon in the Sea. That, that was a pretty easy one, but. Yes. Well, and my business is Right Solutions. And um, that, but I mean, my, my domain is not Right Solutions because again, that was taken, so. Okay. Well, I will link to all of that in the show notes so that people can find you and check out your YouTube channel and everything else. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 